Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Matt Report for the 2021 season. This week's episode features four league matches from firsts to fourths and the thirds played a T20 fixture on Sunday as the boys look to build on the victory from last weekend. Joining me, Macclesfield celebrity Pete Langley, to discuss their team's most recent performances are first team and second team captains James Cross and Chris France and the leader of the third team, Miles Horner, and a rather suspicious fourth eleven representative, Tom Jennings. Well, it might seem a bit early to be doing this in the season, but I'm going to go with the reverse batting lineup and I'm going to start with the fourth team. So let's get straight in with the openers. This week, let's tee off with Tom Jennings, who kept wicket for the Mac side on Saturday. Uh, Matt was pleased with the performance last week, looking to back it up with a result this week. Tom, tell us how you did. Uh, one by 10 wickets um, on Saturday against a, a Ross Stern team came uh, came over to the Mac. So nice little home home win uh, to get the get the season started. Great stuff, mate. Ten wickets. You can't ask for more than that, can you? No, it's, it's a pretty impressive bowling performance. Um, and then obviously got the opening partnership. Managed to managed to knock that off pretty quickly. Much to my dismay, batting at three and, and not even getting not even getting one ball. Padrash batting at three, unbelievable, mate. They they won the toss, I believe, and they they elected to bat. So to just talk us through a few of the bowling performances. Yes, yeah, so uh, they came in to bat first, obviously looking to put up a strong strong performance. Finn Nash and Ben Farmer opened the bowling. So two two youngsters, I think they're both fourteen or. 14 or 15? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, Boulder, strong performance, obviously, with their six overs, first six over spell each, so first 12. Uh, got five wickets between the two of them. I think we managed to get them 30-odd something for five off that off that opening bowling partnership. Excellent stuff. So that was pretty impressive. I think I think Finn ended 10 overs, four maidens, uh, three wickets for four months, um, and Obama, six overs, two maidens, uh, two wickets, 18 runs. Uh, so both around the three economy marks. So pretty impressive for, for some young guys coming and playing senior cricket. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good return for your opening bowlers, especially when they might lack some senior experience. I know they both played uh, a lot of cricket. Everybody uh, chipping in with at least one wicket, did they, I believe? Yeah, no, everyone, yeah. Yeah, everyone everyone chipped in with at least one. Other youngsters, Charlie Ackley, George Ackley, both youngsters. Younger Flinty managed to get a wicket um, somehow. Best fielder in the club, Richard Flint. I stand by that. <laughs> that that's outstanding to, to you know to get through seven bowlers and for everyone to chip in with a wicket you probably can't ask for more really in, in fourth team cricket no it was, it was obviously impressive impressive fielding performance as well I think managed to keep them to, to 121 I think it was um, all out of their 37 overs that they battered especially with so many young young players obviously in the team the energy was high in the field and Obviously, as a, as, a, as a wicketkeeper, it's nice to hear the noise coming from somewhere else and then behind the stumps. Great stuff, Tom. Um, obviously, you watched intently the batting innings because you were waiting for your chance to go in and score some runs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talk, talk us through the the two batters that, that didn't require anyone else's help. Yeah, so uh, I think so. Harry Owens and Robin Farmer went into open. Harry Owens facing the first ball, um, got off to a really strong start. Between the two of them, obviously, did not fall off. One twenty-two or, or one twenty-five off their. Uh, 18 overs, I think it was, they batted for. Harry Owens, obviously 17, managed to knock off a, a strong 69, not out. Robin Farmer, 47, not out as well. I think it's Harry Owens' first senior 50 for the club as well. Didn't quite have the experience to rotate strike, so Robin could get a 50 as well, or, or was the get the win on the agenda rather than helping his teammate out? I think uh, I think the win was obviously the main thing they're looking for. He didn't he didn't slow down. I think he ended up with with nine fours and, and two sixes, so he was uh, he's definitely going out to hit. I think he feels a slight bit of jug avoidance from Robin as well. 
<laughs> I'll remember that uh, next time I'm working behind the bar. Yeah, it definitely looked like they were going for a T20 fixture there. I did say last week to to Matt that you know if the if the force are scoring regularly over 150 runs week in week out, then I, I think personally they'll they'll win more than they'll lose. You think that's fair to say, especially with you know you, you, the seven bowling options that you, that you used on Saturday? No, I think definitely. I think especially if we can obviously field the way we we obviously fielded on on Saturday, kind of no drop catches, obviously everyone walking in, obviously on their toes, um, energy high. I think putting putting the batsman under pressure. I think if the bowlers can perform like they did, and obviously the the field can perform the way they did as well. Um, I think yeah, one fifty will be a tough ask for most clubs uh, trying to trying to bat against us. Thanks for that time. And when you're led by uh, younger Flinty in the field, it's going to be a, a strong field in performance. Just before we say goodbye to you, Tom, hopefully not for the last time this season. Have you got a player of the day? Um, I'd say my player of the day was probably Harry Owens. Um, obviously going out. Uh, hitting a 69 not out opening bats opening bat first 50 first senior 50 for the club as well it's obviously impressive and well done to him yeah that, that, that sounds like uh, I can agree with that it's rather strangely this Saturday do you know where you are? yeah I think we're Ross then away so I think uh, I think Harry will be uh, be vying for his place again and I think most people will be saying put me up the batting order yeah some people will definitely want to get a bat and I suppose the opposition will, will want a few other people to bat as well um, good luck with that mate um, thanks for joining us no cheers for having me it's been being good to have on and hopefully I'll uh, be here a few more times perfect thank you first change today Miles Horner I saw from your Instagram you were pretty pleased with the threes on Saturday uh, and Sunday actually we're going to talk about both of those I noticed a bit of a Moore's rotation system is this something we can see a little bit more of this season yeah, I mean, as we all know, there are many amours at Macclesfield Cricket Club, and um, we're we're delighted to be joined by uh, a couple of of different ones from last week. Um, obviously, we had Mitch and Steve on the first game of the season, and, and this week, you were correctly Langers with your detective hat on. Noticed that uh, we were joined by Andy Curly Moores and the returning Sir Anthony Moores, uh, fresh from his moderate knee injury. I don't want to do what I do on my uh, guest appearances on the podcast and bore you with too many King stories. But uh, I can't remember if I told you on Saturday a rather hilarious anecdote from a training session with the Kings boys the other day. Josh Regendron, one of our club players and, and also plays at the school, said to me, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I've played with, uh, I've played cricket with Mr. Moores before. It's really good. Like He's quality. Oh, and his dad's really good as well. And I just burst out laughing and asked him who he thought his dad was. And he said, Timo. And I proceeded to text the rest of the Moors clan to let them know. Um, so I don't know how Timo will feel about that. <laughs> I mean, he'll probably take it on uh, on the chin for what it is. But it is worth noting that Josh Regendron has said some uh, incredible things in his time at Macclesfield Cricket <laughs> Club and the third team. Yeah. And uh, that may may well be one of the best. Yeah, for a, for an intelligent boy, he, he does... Uh, sometimes not think before he opens his mouth so who won the toss well unbelievably we're, we're turning over a new leaf with uh, me being a, a useless tosser and I actually won the toss yet again so that's two in a row and I think that probably is my highest streak of winning the toss yeah um so it's just un- unbelievable frankly um and on a, a very picturesque but also very good looking uh, Kingsley batting track I did opt to have a bat obviously good weather um, as I say, really, really good looking pitch. There was a little bit of grass around, so we sort of fancied there might be a bit in it for the uh, for the bowlers rather than it being a, a full on uh, Congleton relief road or whatever Crossy called it last week. Um, <laughs> it's no, it wasn't a full road, but obviously there were rather a few runs scored. So that probably does tell you it was a decent batting deck. 
Yeah, and I think your top three would probably agree with you, or well, at least two of them would. Uh, talk us through the batting innings. Yeah, I mean, basically, Macclesfield posted 207 for one off their 40 overs. Um, and we're talking about Padrash, obviously, with uh, TJ there. A uh, little mention for Chris Flint, who, who sat with his pads on for 40 overs. Um, so he's probably probably still got some Padrash on the go at the moment. Um, yeah, the, the, the mainstay of the innings, obviously, uh, Ian Kenny uh, with 73 not out opening the batting, uh, joined by uh, Stuart Alfie Garnett, who registered 112 not out batting at number three. Um, and... So delighted for, for for Alfie. I mean, obviously, there's enough being said about uh, that man and his cricketing career. But what I can tell you was uh, is that up until Saturday, there was a zero in his hundreds column for Macclesfield, um, and now there is a one, and I couldn't be happier for him. Um, it's I know secretly it's been something that he he'd always wish he'd manage, and and to see him get that hundred was. Um, you know, a, a, a really uh, enjoyable and special moment for, for, for myself and, of course, all the players that were there. So congratulations to Alfie. Um, and, of course, you know, not 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 forgetting Ian Kenny with uh, 73 not out. And by the end of the innings, he was absolutely off his feet, mostly because he'd been run ragged by Alfie for, <laughs> for 30, yeah. 38 overs or whatever it was. Yeah, Alfie does run well. And I'm sure knowing Ian... Uh, he'd be happy to just take 73, go home and, and have a have a pint and put his feet up. I don't expect to see uh, him at training this week, let's put it that way. And, and not not because he's too good. I think he'll probably still be recovering. Yeah, good. He's a tennis player, though, so he should be used to all the uh, changing direction and being on his feet for a while. <laughs> uh, I was chatting to AJ about uh, letting him know about Alfie's 100. And, and you know, we were saying that there's still plenty of decent players out there still you know, chasing hundreds. And, and it's not easy to get 100. It's easy to be a good batsman or easier to be a good batsman but not easy to convert it into 100 and I sound like I know what I'm talking about from experience but as you well know that is utter horse rubbish um, it looked like from what I can see a fairly wise bowling lineup that you had Miles, at your before you do weekend. it yeah you it certainly was and I, I think the first thing I will say is um, you know Kingsley are, are a team that we've never played before and obviously a, a new team to us coming over from the 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 previous sort of Div B West when we were regionalised and now we're not. So we didn't, um, you know, have too much information or idea about what we'd be expecting. But um, what, I, what I did know is that looking at, you know, the players that have played for them the last couple of years, there are a lot of older blokes there, a lot of experience, ex-first teamers. Um, so we kind of knew they were going to turn up and, and, you know, not be uh, uh, as easy work, shall we say, as Wilmslow. And um, our sort of guess in that regard was, was bang on. Um, and there were a lot of experienced players. All of their top four, for instance, have scored hundreds um, within the last couple of years. Um, so we, we knew it was going to be hard work. But that being said, uh, as you mentioned, experience, obviously, myself and uh, Henry Mitchell opened the bowling, which is, uh, you know, a bit of experience with me and, and certainly less so with Henry, although he absolutely bowled his socks off, it has to be said, and was desperately unlucky not to to take a wicket with him home. Uh, but, you know, the next three bowlers, obviously, Alfie Garnett, uh, Tony Moores and, and Steve Whittingham, obviously, uh, a, a few combined years and wickets there um, between those three, I think it's fair to say. And uh, they did do the business for us and we managed to uh, win the game with Kingsley 184 for nine off their 40 overs. And of course, with it being win-lose, uh, we obviously took the 25 points. Yeah, I was just about to ask you actually how, how it felt captaining the side, probably in the last five overs, uh, knowing that they couldn't stitch it. Uh, to be honest with you, um, that 
really didn't come into my mind up until the last couple of overs because really they yeah. were kind of in the game up until about 35 overs and whilst we started to feel you know like we were we were on top probably in about the 35th or 35th over when we got a couple of extra wickets you know as I said, there's a lot of experience in that team and it only took one big over and, and they were right back in it. Obviously, that didn't come. But, you know, I didn't feel totally comfortable in, until that 35 over mark. But um, when we got them eight down um, and then nine down, obviously, the last couple of overs, we were really striving for that that last wicket um, just, you know, to feel like we'd, we'd, we'd completely done the job. But it is it is nice to know that in the end, them uh you know on a different day had they stitched it out they'd have denied us about uh, seven or eight points we would have got less yeah, for them doing yeah. that um so as i said to you before I, I really think that this format is going to benefit us especially if we manage the game in the way that we did so you know credit to uh to all the bowlers um for uh, for sort of executing on our plans and, and and just being you know dynamite in the field as we normally are yeah, and from a personal point of view, surely those guys batting lower down the order for Kingsley would have enjoyed the game more than they would have done just batting out a draw. Um, hopefully, the you know it's going to benefit the league as a whole, not not just Mac. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a fantastic game of cricket. You know, two hundred and seven for one plays, one hundred and eighty four for nine is um, is a is a fantastic day's cricket. Obviously. At the end of the day, we're we're the happiest side because we took the win, um, and you know that's that's the important thing for us. But you know, for the purists, it, it really was a good game of cricket. Excellent, and on to the T Twenty victory again on Sunday. Yes, indeed, we uh, we sort of march on in on in the T Twenty competition, and I know, um, you know, I mentioned last week, I've sort of put Witters at the helm, um, being a man that um, loves his T Twenty, and and I'm certainly one that uh, enjoys it less, shall we say, and certainly captaining um, Witters has really kind of taken up the mantle and, and is has instilled in us kind of the attitude that we're taking on Saturdays, which is we're here to win. We're not here to, uh, you know, have a bit of fun or play a bit of Sunday fun day cricket. This is this is serious stuff and, and we really want to have a good crack at this competition. It's, it's something that we haven't done f- for as long as I've been at the club. It's always kind of been a bit of an afterthought, to be honest. But um, with, with the teams that we're managing to, to put out and, and the performances that we're... Uh, we're managing, you know, we, we really do need to take this as seriously as as, as Witters wants to. So, uh, you know, a, another good win and uh, a great performance against an Amptwich. Yeah, 44 run victory is, is no mean feat. Um, they decided to field to start off with. Can you tell us just quickly who got some of the runs for us? Yeah, Tom Carter opened the batting and um, in sort of typical Tom Carter T20 mode, uh, played a sort of array of, uh, of of classical shots, you might say, and then also an array of uh, less classical hockey shots. Um, so he, you know, it, it, that makes it sound like I'm being rude about his batting. I'm not. He, he batted very well for 57 off 46, nine fours, one six. Um, then uh, a couple of little contributions from young Brad Porter and uh, slightly less young Adam Longshaw uh, before the uh, the senior statesman took the stage and uh, had to draft in a certain pot bonking clayhead Rob Porter quite late on as an injury replacement. And he uh, helped himself to 38 runs. The captain there at number five with uh, another jug avoiding 46 off 20, four fours, three sixes. Brilliant, mate. And I think you're uh, away on Sunday against the local rivals, Langley, I think. Is that right? At home on 
Saturday against Nantwich? Yeah, so we, we sort of have a, a reverse fixture now or from the Sunday to the Saturday and we play Nantwich threes again at home in the league. Brilliant. And can you give me a player of the day, please, for Saturday and for Sunday? I mean, of course, you know, Ian Kenny, uh, stellar work. Steve Whittingham, five for Sir Anthony Moores, four for. But the uh, the man of the day was certainly Alfie Stewart-Garnett with his... Uh, his maiden hundred. So congratulations to Alfie. Massive congratulations, Alfie. Well done. I know everyone at the club when you were playing away, but everyone at the club was talking about it and they were made up for you. So so well done. Uh, did you give me Sunday's player of the day? I didn't know uh, because I clearly wasn't listening to you correctly. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Al- Alfie deserves that little bit of limelight, doesn't he? He does, yeah. I mean, for me, Tom Carter, uh, 57 uh, runs kind of set the tone for us up top and uh, as I say played some great shots and some hockey shots <laughs> Andy is a hockey goalkeeper so that's slightly worrying um, okay the irony is not lost on me <laughs> uh, let's continue with the reverse batting lineup theme this week and we'll go to second team skipper Frenchie are you okay Frenchie yeah, not too bad Langers not too bad Miles managed to not quite send me to sleep with his monologue <laughs> uh, well Alfie would tell us that his 100 collection is something of a cricket rarity probably Probably still mooing if it was a stake. Now, not quite as rare, maybe more, I don't know, medium rare, but explain how the match versus Toft went this weekend. Yeah, absolutely, Langers. So um, we got to Toft and we were confronted, which can only be described as a bit of an extension of the A34. Um, quite possibly the hardest track I've ever seen in April. Um, and then we lost the toss and we're stuck in on it. Obviously, they'd seen our batter next week the week before and fancied her rolling us early. Uh, myself and Nipper opened the batting and, and got us off to quite a quick start. Um, I managed to pick out one of their few catching fielders, well, frustratingly, um, to go on 28. Um, Nipper and Porter had a, a really good partnership, both of them enjoy, uh, avoiding jugs with 43 and 46, respectively. The younger and better Porter broke his hoodoo at number four and finally managed to get himself off the mark. He won't mind me saying that the season, picked 26. And then, then very much from there, it was, it was a Carter show again. Um, batting in a, a very reserved manner. He tells me he wants to take this batting lot quite seriously. Um, and then in the final 10 overs, mixed it up a little bit and we got to see a bit of a, bit of a long handle, finished with 59. Led to Mac posting 219 for seven off, off 50 overs, which is you know a fantastic score. Um, at one point, we were like, Ooh, is this 30 run short? Another point, we were like, are we going to get to 200? So, yeah, we take that one. Again, quite a young and, and inexperienced bowling attack um, in, in the second half. We opened with um, with Brad and with Radders. Radders managed three overs before coming up lame. So, I can only assume he ran an ultra marathon in the week or, or something daft like that. Um, Change to Ethan Morris. Ethan gave us a bit of control, but his array of cutters and horrible slow change-ups probably weren't suited to, you know, bowling on concrete. Um, and then, you know, two really key bowling performances kept us in the game. So Sam Hughes, again, tied down an end, bowled 12 overs on the spin, which, you know, for someone who's probably about 11 is, is pretty impressive. And then the he's other- about 15, mate. Leave the guy alone. <laughs> <laughs> and at the other end, um, I decided I was going to see just how unfit Parks he was. Um, made him bowl what was meant to be 15 overs on the spin, but turned out to be 17 because he kept bowling those and those are wides. Um, yeah, so he picks up three wickets. 
Leroy on his return to Mac picked up three wickets as well right at the end after, after Sam had finished and, and, and very much kept us in the hunt. But yeah, went down to the final over. Um, Parksy bowled out, Rad is injured, Leroy bowled the 49th. You know, who, who do you turn to in that moment? Turn to, um, to Brad Porter, who recovered fantastically from going for 10 off his first three balls, then needing, I guess, two off three balls to win the game. He went dot, dot, and then Yorker, which hit the guy on the boot, and then managed to scamper a single, and the game was tied. So, you know, absolutely fantastic. Uh, really good performance, great points for, for Macclesfield. Same the massive highlight of the game, though, um, scores and cricketing aside, was the cheese board at half-time. It's, you can't have proper cricketing tees. Porter, Radders were chief culprits in organising a cheese board. I have to say, the only thing which was missing was a blanche. So, you know, a re- really good day out. And, you know, we, we look forward to next week. Uh, Frenchy, I always enjoy your match report. So, so thank you for that. Uh, a bit more of an experienced lineup for the twos this year, uh, this week. Sorry, a few more older heads in there. Do you think that, that you know the younger lads can learn a few from those guys? Yeah, I mean, the one thing we lacked the week before was was a was a bit of experience and having Messrs. Cutbill and Porter, and and I guess Leroy in the team really adds to that. And you know, I think it really showed gave like an anchor for the, the younger players to build around. Yeah, and the, the top uh, one, two, three, four, five, all making starts there as well, which is obviously what you want to see, especially in reaction to, to last week's performance. Absolutely. Yeah. I guess the only negative I was going to be super critical is that they all didn't plan to find a jug at the end of the game. But, you know, we can remedy that in future weeks. I hope Tom Carter bought a jug. I don't believe he did actually, and a good pick from that because Typical. yeah, I, I don't remember seeing one of those club afterwards. That you've got to double those up, I reckon. If if you fail to buy it week one, you've got to double up week two. Um, I might be speaking a little bit out of turn here, but if a school side on a Saturday at Kings was to score, uh, were to tie the game with four people still in the shed, I'd be pretty annoyed. Obviously, I wasn't there, um, so. I, Scoring 10 runs off the first two balls of the last over probably uh, inflated their score a little bit, but you'd you'd have wanted them to have maybe got a little bit closer with the wickets there. Yeah, I mean, on such a flat deck, he sort of, he could have gone at it a little bit more. I mean, it was short boundary to one side. And, you know, points, we almost looked like bowling them out of the game just by keeping it tight. They sort of just kept in touch. And we picked up wickets at vital times. I mean, Parksy got three really big wickets, getting their, their top three. And then Leroy picks up another three, which sort of just stumbled the momentum. But really, you know, if you look at their strike rates, there's only one of them who was striking above sort of 75, which when you're chasing 220, yeah, probably probably not good enough. So um, it, it comes upon play cricket as match tied. Is it match tied or is that match drawn? I have absolutely no idea, Langers, and I was very glad yeah. we were away, so it wasn't my responsibility to sort it out. <laughs> Excellent stuff, mate. Good. Well, thanks for that, Frenchie, and I, and I really do look forward to hearing your match reports throughout the season because they, they put a smile on my face. Uh, player of the day for you, please. It has to be Carter, not just for his batting, but because I forced him to stand behind the stumps as well, and he, he did a pretty good job of that as well. Great, and this weekend you are away at Didsbury. Looking to build on a, a better batting display this week and, and hopefully go from a, a loss to a tie to a win. That would be lovely. It would be lovely to get our first W on the board. 
Thank you, Frenchie. And wagging the tail, completing our lineup today, James Crossy Cross, whose side were welcomed back to Victoria Road for their first home league game of the season. Uh, sadly, the result wasn't to be, but a lot of promise, Crossy. I was there watching. Uh, give us your take on it, please. Yeah, no, we did really well. Um, we, uh, I wanted to bowl first, really. We, we lost the toss and got put into bat. Um, we started off well. We started off... Um, not losing a wicket for the first sort of like uh, 10 overs or so. Coombsy and uh, Angus Thompson started well. Uh, then sadly, we, we did lose a couple. Um, Boner and uh, Angus got, got out, uh, which left me and Coombsy at the crease. Um, and then, yeah, we, we trotted on a little bit. We, we were always a little bit behind where we wanted to be. Um, so we were taking a few unnecessary risks and that, that led to Coombsy uh, getting out. And then uh, Elmo sadly got run out as well. Um, I I hit one straight up in the air. So I think I finished on about 40. Birchie batted really well for 30 for odd, 40 as well. And then, uh, and then yeah, we, we were into, into the all-rounders in Jack Massey and Ben Kerwin, who, who put on a bit of a, put on a bit of a show along with Morza and, uh, and Keezy batted well at the end as well. Um, so I think we ended up about 190, uh, all out after about 48 overs, something like that. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't want to take anything away from Coombsy yourself, but I, I was pretty impressed with Jack Massey there coming in. At, what was he in at eight? Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, Jack batted really well. He um, he sort of like got the ham stuck between his teeth and and really crept on. So, um, I, I, massive compliments to Jack for the efforts that he put in, and and like you said, it's a it's a very good asset to have uh, down batting at eight. So uh, you went in, you turned around 190 all out and Bramwell went in. Uh, do you know much about this Bramwell side before the start of the game? Yeah, they're, they're a relatively strong uh, batting side. They've got uh, Dicko, who, who used to play at Cheadle. Uh, he's, he's probably one of the uh, best batsmen in the league. And, and yeah, he got off to a good start. Um, we, we went for a few runs early on. I think they're about... 60, 60 for none off 10, whereas when we were, we were about 25 for none off 10. So it's a real different start, different uh, different bit of tempo, and, and it's certainly something that we can learn from uh, in the future. Um, Birchie then had a breakthrough, um, thanks to thanks to Coombsy, actually. So Coombsy came up to the stumps, um, kept really well to Birchie and took a, took a couple of very good catches um, off Birchie still up to the stump, so Coombsy was excellent. And then, um, yeah, the we were always a little bit behind with the start that they made. Um, so I think, I think the Birchie got, I can't remember whether he got two or three wickets. I think he got three in the end. Birchie got four Birchie according got to four. play cricket, mate. And, <laughs> and then uh, who got the other one? Um, Paddy got one. Paddy did. Get one. That was Paddy. it. Yeah, Paddy. Uh, Paddy struggled at the start of the innings, but then um, towards sort of went to me halfway through. He went, "Oh, Crossy, can I have a bowl at this guy?" Uh, so I was like, "Of course you can." And uh, first over, um, he he bowled a short, quick ball, and and he went straight up in the air. And sadly, Paddy lost it in the sun a little bit and put it down. But um, he got he got his reward a couple of overs later, um, and and bowled really well. Bowled quick on a on a flat deck and uh, and yeah it was it was promising signs 
Um, sadly, we I think we ended up with them five down, so uh, we were a little bit short, and and they had about eight overs left, so um, we were a little bit short of runs uh, with the pitch. It was a cracking pitch. Obviously, Paolo's first maiden first team one, uh, so hats off to Paolo for that. But yeah, we just needed a few more runs, and then uh, and then like I said, if we if we could have got a wicket a little bit earlier, uh, we would have stood a very good chance. Well, see, I'm looking at the the bowling figures, and the, you know, there's nobody here who's, who's bowled terribly. Uh, you have gone with, I think it was only Coomsy that didn't bowl on Saturday, wasn't it? Uh, him and Boner, yeah. We we gave we gave nine bowlers a bowl. Um, like I said, we were just trying to change it up, see see if anyone could take a wicket, and uh, and yeah, we did we did a fair bit of swapping and changing, um, especially towards the end when we were when we were more focused on trying to get a couple of extra wickets for a point and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's a good ploy, and, and and luckily, you know, it didn't come off. But but you've got plenty of bowling in there. You've got plenty of batting in there as well. So hopefully, positive for the rest of the season. Um, let's just do 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 do. You'll have to cut this bit out, Mark. Sorry. Um, so, Crossy, do you think it might have been a slightly different game if we'd managed to bat for the, the you know, the full fifty overs? Might that have bit of put a bit of scoreboard pressure? Excuse me, on the opposition. Uh, possibly, um, possibly. Like you said, I'd, I wanted to try and get to two hundred, but sadly we fell just short. Obviously, that would have got us full batting points. Um, but it's it like like you said, it's it's one of those. I think if we could have batted another couple of overs, um, it would have been fantastic. But that that's that's down to one to eleven. That's not down to uh, that's not down to anyone batting at that time. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I was. Like you said, there was a lot of people got starts and, and it was very positive and it was good to see from, from the week before that it wasn't a one-off, that we could uh, that we could bat a good amount of time and get some good runs on the board because most of the time, 190-200 will, uh, will be a winning score. So um, it's good to see that we're, still, that we're still getting near that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. We're hoping to kick on next week and get that win under our belts. Next week, you are at home against Drumroll, please. Bollington at home, I believe. Indeed, yeah. Uh, and the exciting thing about that, not wanting to heap too much pressure on the lad, but I think we're expecting to see Jack Matson. Is he is he with you? Is he awake? Yeah, no, he's fine. He's fine. He's um well the 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 timing of this show meant that uh I didn't realise I had my camera on actually that that we went for tea, so you probably were seeing us eating really. You're probably thinking, what on earth is he doing? He's always eating. No. No cameras on here, mate. We're much more professional than that. Um, can you give me your player of the day for Saturday? Uh, player of the day for Saturday has got to be Birchie. Um, batted well and, and like you said, uh, took the initiative with the ball. Got good four wickets, so they're positive signs going forward. Thanks for that, Crossy. And I'll be there later on on Saturday afternoon to uh, enjoy the hospitality and definitely not watch any cricket. Uh, well done to all of those who got out there on Saturday afternoon for the badge, whether you batted bold or ran on the hand sanitizer. Uh, I personally think there's a really good buzz around the club at the moment and certainly looking forward to speaking to these guys and other guys every week to hear how things are progressing. Thank you for listening and tune in for more next week. <laughs>